The Dallas Mavericks get a comeback win against the Golden State Warriors on the road. Mavs down 21 points. How did the Mavericks come back when Luka only had one assist and nine turnovers? Brunson only scored eight points. Spencer Dinwiddie came up absolutely massive. We'll tell you why. That's such a huge key for the Mavericks and what they want to do. The goatee coming in hot. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can see us five days a week, including every single post-game show. So check us out on YouTube podcast wherever you get your podcast apple spotify stitcher google play all that good stuff still on himalaya i think too shout out to the ones that remember that from forever ago today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online it's where the game starts and joining me as always my co-host contributor writer at mavs.com the goatee god the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris goatee spencer dinwiddie baby Repping all the goatees in the world. My man, the Crypto King. <laughs> the Crypto Spencer. Crooner. Man. We got to let the music go a little I longer. Just, I just want to shout out Nico Harrison. Shout out to Nico for uh, a solid. No, we're not going to dissect the no, trade. Come on, again. No, not yet. Come on. And not yet, but a great, great game from Spencer Dinwiddie. And I think, you know, we, we always talk about you know, before we start a pod, say, hey, what's our big takeaway? And I think the biggest takeaway from this game is the the addition of the third ball handler slash creator, whatever title you want to give that role that Spencer Dinwiddie has. It This is exactly what we've been talking about for so It feels good whenever, <laughs> like, a, a low-life person like me that's not in an in organization, like some of us, like, hey, we're not a part of a team or analyst, where it's something you've been clamoring for for so long. It's like, we just need a third guy who can handle the ball. And now we see that in Spencer Denway over these past two games. And he's playing well. And he played really good tonight. And they don't beat the Warriors without freaking Spencer Dinwiddie. Absolutely not. Mavericks get to win 107 to 101. Golden State Warriors on the road. And no Draymond, no Klay Thompson. Still a really good win for this, this Dallas Mavericks team. Spencer Dinwiddie, 24 points off the bench, 5 assists, 10 of 14 from the field, hit both of his threes. One of them, a really huge clutch corner three off of a Luka pass with a minute 45 left to go. Also, just carrying the Mavs in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, 10 points for him. He was a plus 20. A plus 20. And just in the fourth quarter, Spencer Dinwiddie played the entire quarter. So did Dorian. Brunson almost played the whole fourth quarter, too. Luca only played six minutes. And Luca was not on his game necessarily in this one. And the Mavs still got a win. That's huge. And Isaac touched on it. Dorian Finney Smith said the exact same thing. Just having a third ball handler, having another option, having a guy that has the capability of going off, right? Without, you know, Porzingis is gone and without Tim Hardaway Jr. out there. The Mavs don't have many guys that are just like high variance, right? They have guys that are their variance is like a mid, right? Like Dory, the difference between a really good scoring Dorian and Reggie game is like 
I don't know, 15 and four, <laughs> 15 points and four points. That's not a high variance to me. When you have a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, now you have a couple guys, Luka, Brunson, and Dinwiddie, that could get you 20, 25 points on any given night. And when you have that in multiple options, it just changes the game, right? Turns out when you have more guys that can score, that's <laughs> that turns out to be better. A guy that can also hold his own on a defensive end because he's a little bit bigger, has a long wingspan. He held his own out there, and he gave the Mavs something that they had not had before, and that was absolutely massive. It's the reason why they won this game. They they know their roles, and that was a, a common thing kind of after the game, even Dinwiddie getting asked about just still his adjustment to the team and how he's still adjusting. Like he admits he's not like fully there yet. Like he some players are still pushing him, you know, telling him where to go, you know, on some assignments. They play a team, you know, oriented defense, you know, Brunson and them, you know, making life easy for him offensively and stuff. But like he was talking about how each player knows their role. He's like, I know when Reggie or Dorian have the ball, like they're not ISO type players. That's not their role on this team. He's like, I'm going after the ball when one of those guys have you know have the ball and they're ISOed out to where he's like, if Luca has the ball, I know I'm going to the corner. It's like they know their roles on this team. We've talked about even on yesterday's pod, or I guess it was over the weekend or whenever it was, Friday or Saturday's pod, talking about the last podcast saying there's not many questions about this team anymore because they're all, it's all answered, right? Like we, we all know kind of like the role and the style that they're going to play. I mean, we even saw a few new things tonight that we'll have fun with and, and geek out about a little bit, but just Dinwiddie as that third guy and even him saying he even ranked him. You, you set him in order a little bit ago, but Dinwiddie even ranked him as saying, yeah, Jason Kidd wants me to you know be a playmaker, be the, be another creator. He said, Lucas first, Jalen Brunson second, I'm third. And that that is that's what's been communicated to him, to the team. Is like that those are our creators slash playmakers on the team. And like you said, Dorian said it best after the game. He said it point blank. Spencer gives us the third ball handler that we needed. And it's like that that's it right there. I also thought Dinwiddie gave them a veteran presence in a sense, right? He's not necessarily what you would call like a veteran player at this point, but he's been around a little bit. He's at least been to the playoffs. You know, he's he's now been in the league, what, I guess seven years? I guess you'd consider that a veteran player at this point in the NBA. He started off, you know, the first couple of years, played 34 games, 12 games. So you may not count those. It seems like he hasn't been on the scene very long. And then he was also out all of last year, but he's a veteran player and he gave them a little bit of a fight. He was like, hey, we're not just going down. A 20-point lead in the NBA is nothing, right? Like, you can come back on a 20-point lead if you just keep chipping away and chipping away. And I thought that leadership was really important as well, just to have somebody else when, you know, Brunson's shot isn't going and he can't get to his spots as well. And Luca's frustrated because of the, the Scott Fosterness of it all, right? Like, when, when that happens, you have one other guy that can step up and take over a little bit, and that just adds so much more to your team. And so Spencer Dinwiddie, the Mavs absolutely don't win if they don't have him. He's been awesome the last two games, and he adds a ton to this Mavericks team. Uh, yeah, that, that's really what it comes down to is this, that he uh, he changes the, he changes a lot for this team. And I thought that that quote from, from, from Spencer about the playmakers and how Jason Kidd has lined up their, you know, their playmakers was, is very interesting over these, over these next two months in the playoffs. Is Luka still going to stay one? Is Dorian? Is Brunson still going to stay two? And Dinwiddie still going to stay three? That's well, we definitely know, we something. We know Luka's staying one. We know that for sure. But that's definitely something. The two and three spots are really interesting, especially after these last two games, how those two guys have played. Oh, 100%. And it's like, that's the, 
to see how like that's going to be a conversation, especially, you know, Brunson's kind of, you know, not been a game Brunson over the past two games. But whenever they, they're facing a team like we're looking at the lineups tonight and this might bleed over into the other segment. But I, I was fascinated by the decisions that kid made, the adjustments to him. It's like they, they were down by 21 points and they didn't just ride, you know, the normal stuff. You know, Dwight Powell's a starter. Maxie's coming off the bench. All of that. It's like they just scrapped all of that. Like, <laughs> all right, screw that. We're down 20. We need offense. We got to change some things up. And what do they do? They put Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. And Kid said it post-game. He said, the ability to have Dorian Finney-Smith to put Dorian at the five gave us a chance to win this game. And we've talked about it so much. Good teams can win different ways. And now they have this they have this new way of winning to where they can they can go this small ball and put Dorian at the five. It wasn't really Bertons at the five, even though Bertons is probably a little bit taller. He's I think he's six guy, ten, yeah. six eleven out there compared to, to Dorian. But Bertons is the four. He plays the four in this offense. Dorian was at the five. So when they start the fourth and they have Dorian, Bertons, Josh Green, Dinwiddie, and Brunson, it's like this is that was the round. It's like, hey, we need offense, we need shooters on the floor. We're just going to roll with this. And what happened? The Warriors, Kevon Looney, out of the game. <laughs> like, they had to try to match that. They went super small. Even to the point in the, the closing minutes of the game, it's Otto Porter Jr. versus Dorian Finney-Smith at the four. Bertons <laughs> wasn't even out there. The next tallest player on the floor for Dallas was Luka at 6'8". The 6'4 six, six, to 6'7". Six, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it's fascinating to see basketball, you know, continue to, I don't even say like go that route because obviously if you have an Embiid or Jokic or whoever in the league, like you got those guys. But the Warriors tried to adjust back and now you have this ultimate small ball going back and forth and he's playing, and it's like, this is what, this is what Dallas has committed to. They're still going to have Dwight and Maxie and those guys, but now we've seen a glimpse into if you want to take it back to the Warriors here, their death lineup, here's a, a glimpse into what Dallas's death lineup, whatever you want to you know call it, is Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. I mean, it's maybe not their death lineup. It's maybe their stab you a lot lineup, right? Like, I don't yeah, know if you're... Com- death, like, I don't know if you're 100% dying against this lineup, no, but you are getting no, no. stabbed, right? Like, you get stabbed multiple times, and maybe that'll take you down. So we'll talk about that, talk about that lineup, why that means so much for the Mavs going forward and the way that they can win in the for the rest of the season and the playoffs and we'll get to that coming up but before we do let me tell you about built bar it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they're delicious we eat them all the time isaac and i spend our own money on them and it's this time of year when you're trying to figure out all right how am i going to fit into my beach body about to, we're about to get to 70 degrees back in Dallas again, right? We're, we're, we're getting to be done with the 30 degree days and all of a sudden less clothes you're gonna have to look better you need a snack that helps you look better, and that's Built Bar. Go and check it out, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your entire order. You can check out the Puffs. The Puffs are really good as well. It's a bar with marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate, and they're pretty good for you. The Coconut Marshmallow, or the Churro Puff. I actually have ordered this one several times because I like it so much. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar in a bar. Again, covered in 100% chocolate with marshmallow in the middle of it. You can... You can drink an entire gallon of water like Isaac is doing and eat one of them, and it will be that'll be a pretty good snack for you. Check it out, built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, the Dallas Mavericks get the win against the Golden State Warriors, and the lineups, you mentioned it in the first segment, the lineups were so fascinating in this game. The Mavericks being able to close with a lineup of just like six foot to seven, six, seven guys, depending on if Brunson was there or not. 
and that that allows you to to move around and switch. Now it helps. The Warriors didn't have Draymond or some or I guess they don't have anybody else that can really beat you down low. Maybe Wiseman, but I'm, they're even. still running that lineup with Draymond out there. True, true, but but is, is could Draymond hurt you down low a little bit more? No, I think I think he could hurt you a little bit. Mm. He's just got long arms and he's crafty, and I feel like I'm, he could hurt. He could hurt. So you they're more, gonna put. He, I don't think they're put Dwight out there to guard Draymond. No, he's the, and, and it's not like Jokic out there. But anyway, no. uh, the Mavericks were able to play small, and they were able to to play that that type of game, and. We saw, okay, Davis Bertans played eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Was Jason, and he didn't He didn't even hit a three. It was just literally for his spacing. Do you think Jason Kidd yeah. was just trying to ride the hot hand or just trying to give him that extra spacer out there? Because Davis Bertans is like this crazy wild card on the Mavs um, because he could just, he could hit a three from any single spot and you have to just, you have to follow him and it's literally by reputation that he, you know, you have to follow him out there. He hit two threes earlier in the game. But I thought that's why Jason Kidd decided to play him late and put him in that lineup instead of a Maxi or, you know, even Bullock or somebody else. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just the pure offense of, hey, we we want somebody his release is quicker than Maxi's. I mean, there was a that three hit at the top of the key. Uh, I think of the first half, you know, he hit two threes in this game. I also think Maxi, you know, Maxi's struggling right now uh, you know, yeah. the past few games shooting from the outside. Um, you know, he was 0 of 2 in this game, but you know, Berton's at least hit two threes in this game, but one of those threes Berton's hit was that one. It should have been an and one. They they came up underneath him as he landed, but he hit that bomb three at the top of the key. I mean, he he has one of the quickest releases in the league, and he doesn't care where to shoot it from. He has range to where like Maxi has. You know, we've talked so. I mean, we've had Maxi on the Mavs for how many years now? To where we've read all the pieces, we've literally heard him explain the breakdown of his new shot. It's a set shot. He's getting his legs into it, new form and all that. Like Maxi needs to be like spotting up right behind the three point line and have time. And then he gets it off. And it's like, then you're confident in it. Bertons can run off screens, you know, spot up 30 feet, like you name it. Bertons is chucking it and he doesn't care to chuck it either. So you almost just need that threat out there. You know, a career 40%, you know, three point shooter. Yeah, it's it's exactly. And I thought it. he had good passes tonight too, and he held his own. There's a few times he got switched off on Steph, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Now, and they brought some help defenders a few times, but it there wasn't a you know a lot of times to where they like hunted him, and then they just destroyed him to where you're like, "Oh, he can't play." Well, this Warriors team isn't built like that, right? They're they're like, they're yeah, not built true. as the team to ISO guys out, right? Pool is kind of taking a step back and. He didn't. He didn't have a good game at all in this game. But he hasn't really been the the you know ISO type player he was at the beginning of the season. At least Curry just doesn't play that way, right? He plays that off the ball kind of way. Uh, I wonder if they gave if they gave him the ball in those situations more and asked him to go do something if he could more. But he's not big and strong, right? And those are the or you know he's he's quick and fast. So maybe he gets around Bertans in that way. But um, but yeah, they're just not built as a team that ISOs out like that. And so the Mavs were able to get away with, with Davis Bertans. And I wonder if that was part of the part of the scouting report is, hey, this team does not ISO out and try and take advantage and punish mismatches like this. Um, you know, they they have in the past with uh, one of the most famous plays in the playoff in the finals was was Curry against Kevin Love in that oh, yeah you know, in that that playoff game that uh, finals game. But but yeah, the Mavs decide to do that. They play small. They get. Incredible play from Dorian, I thought, down the stretch. He hit a couple oh of gosh. threes. He had that crazy block. I mean, that uh, Jordan Poole. That block that Dorian had was with three minutes left when the Mavericks took their first lead. Dorian had a stretch there where it was four minutes left. Dorian gets that 
that chase down block. And then, no, no, he gets the three first. Five minutes to go. Dorian hits a three. The Mavs are only down, down one. It's a massive play. Other end of the floor, Dorian gets a chase down block. And then on the other end, he puts back his own shot and gets the lead. That's that's three plays right there in a row that Dorian did to get the Mavs the, the, the lead. And he and he was out there playing center. It was wild. He I so as soon as the game ended, as we do our media sessions, I, I immediately went back to the start of the fourth. And I was like, I gotta watch it again because th- there there hasn't been a more fascinating quarter for me all season. This is the best quarter all season that we could do like two pods on this one quarter. And we There's may so so, so many storylines, so many things to talk about. But go back, rewatch the fourth. Anybody listening, you could go watch the fourth. You're obviously going to watch Luca and his clutch moments. You're going to see Dinwiddie and like, oh, we love the new guy. But watch Dorian Finney-Smith's fourth quarter. of His versatility, his ability to switch, the block on Jordan Poole, the three, the putback, the he does so much and he means so much to this team. To where like now you go back to the extension and you're like thank God like thank you for for locking that locking him in because we've been talking about him and Brunson and the payday Brunson could get if they finish the season strong and go into the playoffs I think we could have the different conversation with with Dorian Finney Smith to where the way they finish the season and then when they get into the playoffs and if he's guarding a guy in the playoffs and it's like nationally known like oh wow Dorian's one of those guys we're gonna be looking at it saying. Thank God we locked him down for <laughs> what a steal. Yeah. And the any complaints about a trade freaking kicker or you know a player option on the last deal of that. Like I, I think like you just see how trade important kicker. how important it is to have Dorian on this team. Love that guy, man. All right, we've gone long enough. Luka Doncic, thirty four points in this game, eleven boards. He only had two assists and he had nine turnovers. He was brutal early in this game, but they don't win this game without him either, right? Like and he one had tech. Some- yeah, and he had the tech for sure uh, that we'll get into. But the Mavs don't don't win this game without Luca either. He was the one that that was able to take all the attention. He's like, I will take everything, right? It's that what's that meme where the guy is standing in front of the other guy and he just puts his arms out and he's just taking all the what is it bombs or whatever, <laughs> whatever he's just standing in front of him. That's what Luca was. I felt like in this game is that he was he hit a couple of shots late in, late in the game. He made a couple of good passes. But the thing that Luca did in this game that I thought helped them win was he deferred. He deferred to Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie was the hot hand. He was the one leading them. He was the one, you know, hitting shots late in the game. And Luka Doncic was not like, give me the ball and stand in the corner. Now, he did that in a couple plays, but it wasn't that the entire time. It wasn't, I, you know, we're going to live and die by just me. Was what yeah. That's not what Luka Doncic did in this game. And I thought that was great. He made the right basketball plays, and it had helped Mavs get this win. Luka Doncic in the fourth quarter tonight played almost six minutes, like you said earlier, five minutes. Only six minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because you look at, you know, Brunson, you look at Dorian, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, they they all three played, you know, the full quarter there. Um, Just to give a a reference again to the quarter breakdown, you know, the quarter starts 88-74. It's Bertans, Dorian, Josh Green, Dinwiddie, and Brunson. With 945 left in the fourth quarter, they're down 74 to 93. Like they're down 19 points with 945 left in the fourth. <laughs> and then they go on this big run. We're kind of having that. Where are they going to bring Luca back in? They're, yeah. Are they going to do the whole thing? They bring Luca back in with 351. It's actually a little bit before 351. That's when Steph comes back. About, you know, about four to five minutes, you know, 
actually 537 left. Luca comes in. He goes two of two, you know, from the field. We know the bu- buckets he has. He hits that, you know, that one shot. He looks at the, you know, crowd and everything. He's hyped. But he goes five of six from the free throw line. Huge. It's like clutch moments. Luca didn't need to be out there the whole quarter. He had clutch moments, clutch buckets, clutch free throws. He made good pass. He had, you know, five rebounds there in the fourth. He was a plus 10 in the fourth in those five, that 537. Like, Luca, Luca can close a game. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. And maybe that's what, that's, maybe that's all they need. They rely on this defense. They have a couple of guys make plays, either, either Dinwiddie or Brunson. And then Luca comes in to close. Hey. And, and it was that one, it was that, that bucket you referenced earlier that we were talking about before this pod. Like, one of the biggest moments of this game, underrated was at 145 left in the game, Luca drives and he hits Dinwiddie in the corner, spotting up, catch and shoot three, and Dinwiddie drains it. And it takes it from 97-94 to 194. Gives him a six-point lead. I'm like, that's the, that was one of the questions, is can Dinwiddie, a 31% you know, career three-point shooter, that probably hasn't, we were even looking up his catch and shoot numbers before this pod, that probably hasn't had a ton of catch and shoot opportunities, you know, looking back who he's played with and stuff, that can he play off the ball to Luca and at least hit a spot up three? For him to hit that in that moment, it's like, okay, you it, consistency, we need to see it more than just two games, right? But if he can prove that, then you're like, dang, he might need to be in these closing lineups. He may need to be in this closing lineups. Well, let's talk about how the Mavericks actually got to that closing spot. They went on a couple of big runs that I thought were massive. We'll talk about those coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered for the latest odds, totals, player props, everything that you need. Where the next who, who the next coach is that's going to get fired? Who do you think is going to get fired next in the NBA? Uh, I, Tibbs. I, I think Tibbs or Frank Vogel. I think it's Tibbs. Yeah. What the heck he, is Vogel's like? Vo- poor Vogel. I mean, Vogel's like, please, I guess. Like, <laughs> take me, take me out of this misery. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. On bet online right now, you can check out. Uh, here's a couple of props. Will Kyrie Irving be back with the Nets last season? We'll be um, back with the Nets season? next yes. next season. Next season. Uh, next season. Yeah, I think he will. He is. It's a minus four hundred that he'll be back. Plus two fifty to that he won't. If you think Kyrie Irving's gone, if you think he's going to be out of Brooklyn. Put down 100 bucks and you can win 250 if you uh, put it down on, on Bet Online. So go check it out, betonline.net. They have all kinds of stuff like that. It's not just basketball, they have hockey, boxing, UFC, all those odds and everything, all the information. Head to the website, use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Isaac, we've been talking about Luka Doncic and it's somebody's birthday today. There you go. Happy Lu- birthday, Luca! Happy 23rd birthday, Luca Doncic. Insane. Are, are we getting a Jordan Jordan year Instagram post from Luca today? Wow, it is his Jordan Golden year. Oh yeah, jo- Jumpman is gonna. I, I'm expecting big things from Jumpman social media today. Wow, Luca, you know it's gonna have some. Is this the day they announce? I just realized we did this in the 23rd minute of the podcast too, which is like oh real crazy synergy from us. Are we gonna do one of these number things? <laughs> it's the 23rd I'm the, minute. I'm all about the numbers. You're not, but I am. <laughs> 
Um, I was going to make a joke. I can't make that joke. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he's playing against LeBron tomorrow. The you know the. <laughs> Do they announce something on this birthday? Ooh. Jump man. Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. Signature shoe for someone. It, um, but still, I mean, Luca turns 23. It's insane that he's 23 and he's he's done what he's done. And I mean, it still feels like he's getting started. But then I go back and I, I look at old videos and I'm like, holy crap, bro. Like, it feels like yesterday he just came into the league. And I'm I like, know. who is this kid? Like, to see the different... I, I have so many random Luca rookie stuff to when we used to be around the team all the time when we could, you know, do stuff like that. And I have all this random Luca stuff from practices. And, stuff, and I'm like, dude, he looks so much different than, than what he does now. It's like, it's wild that he's been in the league this much already. This is his fourth season. And think about the four seasons Luca has been through so far. His rookie year... Where he had the Porzingis trade, where he doesn't have, you know, that, like his entire team gets traded mid season, and then uh, he's waiting on Porzingis to come back. And then you have the next season, nineteen and twenty, that was uh, that was cut short. Yeah, and then the that was the bubble season, oh, yeah. which is which was wild. And then you have last season, which was which was shortened, and uh, and then you have those playoffs where you don't have fans and all like those crazy stuff. And then this year, a little bit more back to normal. You have this Porzingis trade again. And man, he's been through some strange seasons in the NBA so far. We have covered every single one of them on Lockdown Maps. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is one—I mean, this is maybe the best 23-year-old that's ever played the NBA. I mean, just to, just to see the things that he's done so far. He's going to make the All NBA team again. That'll be his third time. He's an All Star again. Uh, he's an All Star three times. He's won a whole, all these monthly awards, weekly awards. He is just absolutely uh, a different type of player than we've ever seen before. So, happy birthday to Luca! And uh, we appreciate everything that he does with Mavericks, and I'm sure he appreciates getting a win on this day. He was uh, he was happy. He did not though appreciate Scott Foster at all after this game. Uh, I was texting with our Lockdown Warriors host Cyrus after this game, and I was like, "Man, I thought the Mavs were dead in the water for sure." And he was like, "Man, that was just a rough one." And I said, "I think one thing we can both agree on is that Scott Foster is terrible." <laughs> He's like, he's like, yes, we can absolutely agree on that because there are some strange calls in this game. And I think early in the game, the Mavericks were at a disadvantage. And I think late in the game, the Mavs were were at an advantage. And you're just like, hey, sometimes Scott Foster giveth and sometimes Scott Foster taketh away. And uh, you'll take the swings on that. But late in the game, Luka got a technical. And when asked about it afterwards, Luka said, you know, was asked, what did you say to, to Scott Foster, the referee? On that technical, he said, I'm going to twist my ankle. And that was that was all he said. It was a drive to the rim where Luca didn't get a foul call. And he said, hey, I'm going to twist my ankle if we keep this up without foul calls. And then he got a technical. And that was it. That was the end of the story. Well, Ben Taylor is is this ref that um, Luca does not have a friendly relationship with. So true. We that's the if there's one name out there that I'm, I'm looking at when they uh when the officiating crews are being announced. Well, and the guy, and, the uh, guy gets the, the jazz gobble, right? Or gobble. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe, this is, Luka, maybe this is a Luca thing because last <laughs> year was Tyler Ford. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, if you're, if you keep having bad roommates, maybe you're the bad roommate. It's like, hmm, okay, now we're adding <laughs> up the names, but, um, but no, yeah, uh, the, uh, the Ben Taylor guy is definitely somebody to look at. I, I definitely want to, uh, go back to this game for a second because when, when I, I rewatched the fourth, obviously Dorian was a big takeaway, but one of the biggest takeaways for me was that stretch when Luca's not in the game 
And, you know, you can almost look at every player, you know, in that lineup there. But what an impact Josh Green had on this game. Yeah, he did. To have Josh Green in that stretch there in the fourth, his energy, his, you know, he had that that drive and end up in a gold 10 by Kaminga. He drew another offensive foul on the other end. He, you know, had that like strong drive to the basket that's like, whoa, are you the most like athletic dude on the floor? And it was just Kuminga on the floor because if he was, then he was, then he was not. <laughs> Does Josh Green miss dunks? Because Kuminga, no. Sometimes um, you can be too athletic. I do like Kuminga though, but no, I, I just what he brought to that lineup and that team, like he literally gave them a jolt, and I think he yeah. deserves some credit for that, a lot of credit for that that stretch there. Yeah, it's what happens when a team gets down. A team is down 20 points and you need somebody to to man the ship, which was Dinwiddie, and you need somebody to give everybody a jolt of, you know, hey, let's get back into this. Dorian's kind of the heart and soul of this team where he's the one that's yelling and getting people back in and Dwight's kind of the hustle where he goes around. But Josh Green has become the the wing hustle, right? He's like the wing version of of Dwight where he can embody that. I I call them sweaties, right? If you guys have ever played video games where you have a bunch of guys that are just sweaties, they try hard. They get out there and they run around and Josh Green is absolutely that and the Mavs needed that in this game bad. They needed somebody fast. How many times in the first half did the Mavs, I think Harp said it on the broadcast, the Mavs are just getting beat to the ball. Like the Warriors were just so yeah. fast the ball. It was Gary Payton the second, or it was, you know, Poole or Wiggins, or somebody was just so fast that they were in Kuminga, Moody, like all those guys were just getting to the ball faster than the Mavericks were. Uh, there was an offensive rebound that Gary Gary Payton got uh, over Luca off of a free throw. And you're like, that just shouldn't happen. Like, how many times should that happen where you get, you know, a much smaller guy gets a rebound over you in, you know, in the the lane like that? And that just never happens. And so getting that jolt of athleticism from Josh Green. Somebody's just going to try hard. And Josh Green gives them chances, right? He gives them extra yeah. chances and possessions when you know the Mavs normally wouldn't have them because guys just kind of give up on the play because they're just trying to make the right decision and go down the floor. And Josh Green has a higher, you know, he can he can recover faster because he's much quicker yeah. than everybody else. Super young. Um, you know, the, some of the plus minus numbers from this game is just dumb because, <laughs> you know, you have these different, like you look at, you just in the fourth Dwight. quarter. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Dorian, Dorian and Spencer was a plus 20 in the fourth, which is insane. But you look at for the game, you know, like Dwight, Dwight was a minus 15, you know, in a game that they, well, they only won by six, but they won. You know, <laughs> yeah. But, and they won. And you, know, you look at somebody like Dorian and you're like, wow, Dorian was a plus 20 in the fourth. This is insane. And he was only a plus nine for the game. <laughs> and you're like, wow, like, because you know so the swings it's, just, it's a swings of the game yeah it's it's that i mean reggie was a minus 10 tonight but he hit four threes like this Huge. guy what a difference reggie is now shooting the ball compared to those first you know what month two months of the season bullock played good defense on steph curry i thought curry did not yeah. put his put his stamp on this game very much i thought uh he had 20 he finished with 27 points only had five in the fourth quarter but reggie bullock blocked steph curry twice he blocked mm. a three, and then Steph got the ball back and immediately scored a three. But then he blocked another attempt, too. And I'm not sure many guys block Steph twice <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a game. But uh, Reg Bullock did. And he hit um, he hit four threes. Did you say that? Yes, I have did. to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. I love that bit. It's my favorite bit now. Um, speaking of Reggie, just here at the the end here. And I, I know I joked at the beginning and said I'm thankful for Nico just look at some of these additions there at the end of the game. And once again, this is two games out from the all-star, you know, the all-star <laughs> break. It's not like they just won the title or anything like that, 
But you look at the additions of Nico Harrison over the past, you know, year. Reggie Bullock, you look at, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertons. Like, you look at a couple of these guys now to where, you, you know, you have this style. We talked about them committing to this style. Now there's not these clashing two different personalities of a team. It's like they looked at it and said, all right, we're going to pick this personality, build it, you know, the whole team around Luka Doncic, and we got to find pieces that fit this personality of a team. And getting Reggie Bullock that some people, you know, criticize at the beginning when Nick is, you know, on this podcast, you know, post game asking Jason Kidd, like, hey, why is, why did he only play 17 minutes? And everybody's like, live. oh my gosh, like Reggie Nick, Bullock. That's a good like, question. And it's like, you know, Reggie fits this team. You see it in a game like this. It's like that Reggie Bullock's on the freaking floor. You see them give an extension to Dorian Finney-Smith because they know how he fits with this personality. You see them flip a seven-footer in Christoph Porzingis that wasn't fitting that, that style into two pieces who can fit the style in Spencer Dinwiddie and a shooter in Bertans. Like, you're you're seeing Nico kind of, you know, set back and kind of, like, work his, like – things and it's like what's going to be the next piece because right now i think nico is, is is you know batting at a pretty high batting average even you look at josh richardson deal it's like they didn't really get a ton back they got the tpe but they still like dumped a guy who didn't play well for him at all basically for free and it's just like hey like they found a team to just take him and it's like okay well sure i mean i wouldn't you know it's put fine. that at the top it's of fine. this list it, it's fine but it's like there hasn't he he's batting at a high average right now and now we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the season. Yeah, the one the one thing with going with the identity is now you got to find a, now you've pigeonholed to find a guy that can fit that identity, right? Uh and so now they have to go out and do that, but the Babs get this win. They take it absolutely. There's so much more to break down. We may do a, we may do it tomorrow. We'll watch the watch this game again and see what else we take from it because I'll this watch game it third time. This, this game was just Let's this game it. was just so good. Subscribe to the podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA. The biggest expert or the best experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday. Today, Jackson Gatlin is on doing three interviews with different players. He got or different different players, different podcast hosts. He got Wolves, Sixers, Sixers with Keith, Keith Pompey is definitely must listen after the the Harden and Bead situation. And, and all that. So He's go like, check I out. was outside of James's house. <laughs> he may have been knowing Keith Pompey. Uh, so go check out that podcast, Locked on NBA, Monday through Friday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out.